Thank you. 
let's take a, a moment now just to pray as we start this time together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this uh, beautiful sunshiny day. Thank you for the, the warmth that's around us. Thank you for the sun, the blue sky. Thank you for this beautiful part of your world uh, in which we live. We're so privileged to live here where the air is fresh and the sea is close at hand. And we're just so immersed in the, the wonder of your creation here in our corner of the world. And we are grateful for it. And we're grateful for your presence that abides and remains with us. And for the understanding that we've come to over the years of the, the growing of our faith. That we are known. That we are remembered. That we matter to you. So as we have this time together and the, the, the different things we'll be doing this morning as we attend to your word, as we have fun together, uh, as we pray and sing. We ask that you would be in the midst of it and that we would know that we ourselves are held and loved by you, the God who remembers us. So hear our prayers for all of these things, because we ask them in Christ's name. And in his name we pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, we're going to play a game in a second, but just before that, I should have said that we recently of breaking about halfway through to have our teas and coffees during the service. So we'll probably have about half an hour, then teas and coffees, and then finish off with another 20 minutes. And you should be away at 12 o'clock, all being, all being well. So what you need now is you need your pen, you need your piece of paper that I carefully put on your desk earlier on, but you're not allowed to use them just yet because this is a little test of your memory. try and remember them all and then that slide will go away, you won't see it anymore and you'll have two minutes to write down everything that you've seen. And of course you're working as a group, so you're going to get them all anyway, aren't you? Right. And if you're smart, you'll have tactics, right? Okay. So, and no, no, put that camera away, Jerry. That's cheating. Okay, are you ready? Here we go.
And then your organiser as well. So you, your organiser so you can write down all the important dates and all the things you need to remember. And then the rainbow. Now you might not think of the rainbow as having anything to do with remembering. But it does. And I'm going to read you the story in the Bible that talks about that. So here we go. Um, in fact, it was meant to be... It was meant to be Mark Costello who was doing the readings this morning. Uh, Mark uh, emailed to say he wasn't feeling well. Mark's a Chelsea fan. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. You join those thoughts. I think quite a few Chelsea fans feeling sick this morning. So this is, um, this is from Genesis. Genesis chapter 9. We've got two readings today. This is the first. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant, which is just a big word for promise, for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds... I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. And then the second reading is a short but beautiful reading from Isaiah 49, verses 15 to 16. The prophet says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast, and have no compassion on the child that she's born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Amen. The boys and girls, we're getting to the wee bit where I'm talking to the grown-ups now, so hopefully you've got your packs. There is a, a Noah picture to colour in there. There's um, a, a Noah puzzle to do there too. And also, you have a very important job, which is to make some paper aeroplanes. Okay? Oh, right, Andy's ahead of the game. Right, okay. Don't throw them until it's time to throw them, and I'll tell you when that is. But yeah, be good if you can make those paper aeroplanes, because you're going to need them later. Thank you. Good. So we're thinking a wee bit about remembering this morning. And I heard a story about um, I heard a story about a man and a woman who were shopping in a shopping centre. And uh, they were wandering around and she was far more interested in the shopping than he was. And she noticed that she hadn't seen him for about 10 minutes and she thought he was somewhere else in the store that they were in. And she went wandering around, she couldn't see him, couldn't see him anywhere. So in the end she started to get a wee bit worried. So she got her phone. And she rang him. And she said, oh, just, I, I was wondering where you were. And he said, well, darling, it's like this. Do you remember five years ago, we stood outside a jeweler's shop in this very shopping centre. And you saw in the window of that jeweler's shop a beautiful diamond necklace. And we just couldn't afford it then. But I promised you that one day I would buy you that necklace. Do you remember that, dear? She says, of course, Donald, I remember so well standing outside that shop. He said, that's great, because I'm in the pub just beside it. <laughs> Boys and girls, what's my name? 
Paul, then, okay, will you always remember me? You promise to always remember me? Yes, Andy's nodding. Okay, right. Knock, knock. You forgot me already. Goodness sake. Remembering. This has been a, a week for remembering in our congregation. We've lost two real matriarchs in the parish in uh, Nellie Leith and Winky Reed. Uh, we gathered in the church on Monday and then on Friday to remember them. And it was lovely looking around and talking to folk afterwards to see and to hear the legacy that both women have left behind them. And then of course Ian and Elizabeth and Paula are heading away to Australia very soon and we'll be remembering them and their time with us a wee bit after the break. But it's good to be remembered, isn't it? We want to know that our lives mean something and that even if we're out of sight, we're not out of mind. Something that the Bible makes very clear time and time again is that we are remembered by God. And that's a very easy thing to say. But take a wee minute just to try and think about that. You are remembered. You're known. Your history. Your joys. Your sorrows. Your wounds. Your hopes. Are all known by God and remembered. He cares for us so much that nothing of our lives ever falls out of his memory. That's what this morning's readings and many other scriptures tell us. But something that I noticed this time as I came to these readings again is that somehow God's remembering, at least in these stories, is linked to seeing. And I'd never noticed that before. When I see the rainbow, he says, I'll remember. I'll remember my promise to you and to the whole of creation. When I look at the palms of my, hand, my hands, he says, I'll remember. I'll remember my love for you and what I'm prepared to go through for you. And that, I have to say, is all the more remarkable when you remember that that second scripture about the pierced hands was written something like a thousand years before Christ was even born. But what struck me this week is that if God needs something to trigger his remembering of us, so to speak, how much more do we need help to remember him? Our lives are so busy and our minds are so distracted. We might like to kid ourselves that it would be different if we could hold ourselves up in a monastery somewhere or go and live in the wilds as a hermit. But the stories of the people, the men and the women who do that, suggest otherwise. They find it hard too. Whoever we are, and wherever we are, it's still hard to be still and to remember God, to remember that God is with us. I've been using a prayer app on my phone for the last few months. It's called Lectio. 365. I would recommend it if you have a smartphone. It's great. Ten minutes and, uh, of, a, of a short but meaningful devotion uh, each day. And it's a different reflection, a different scriptural reflection morning and evening. But there are a few wee bits in what they do that don't change from day to day. And I love this one. The reader of Lectio 365, whoever it is for that day, always says these words. 
As I enter prayer now, I pause to be still, to breathe slowly, and to recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. To rescatter, sorry, to recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. And even as I listen to that on the app, I feel myself coming back together again in body, mind, and soul. And that is the literal meaning of the word remember. To remember, to draw back the scattered pieces of something into its unity again. The Quakers have a, a lovely word for that kind of contemplative practice. They call it centering down, coming back to yourself in the presence of God. The practice, for me at least, of sitting down and spending that 10 minutes with God in the morning helps me to remember Him before I get too far into my day and end up trying to do everything under my own steam. And I need that. I need something, some kind of practice to help me to remember, to look to God. And I've told you before about my friend Matt's practice in Methodism. Matt was a minister in Methodism. And this is one that he did, but that he also encouraged his congregation to do. Every time he heard the church clock chime in the village of Methodism, Matt would stop what he was doing, if that were possible, and just into himself, he would pray three simple words. Here I am. And he didn't do it on the hour every hour, because of course he wasn't always able to do that. But when he heard that bell, he would sit himself before God and say, here I am. And that simple process of reconnecting, he found, and I know that members of his congregation found, a really helpful discipline. So here's a question that I would like you to talk about at your tables, just for a few moments, maybe about five minutes, and then we'll take a wee bit of feedback from you. And it's this, what helps you remember God in your day? What helps you remember God in your day? It might be something that you're currently doing, or maybe you realise, you know, I'm maybe not doing this very much, but I could do this. And this would help. Okay? So in your tables, I'd like you to have a wee chat with that for the next five minutes and then we'll take some feedback. Thank you. Off you go. Okay, folks, thank you for conversations. I hope you had some interesting times of sharing at your tables. Um, anybody want to feedback on that? What helps you remember God in your day? Don't be shy. Nature. So I was saying nature. I'm sure that's probably cropped up in a, in a few places with people. Yeah, being out in, in nature and just enjoying creation. Uh, anything else that you could think of? Right, so yeah, so Prez, Dory's talking about a, a routine in her life 
um, which she bathes in um, and I think the, the Celtic tradition is really good at that. They had little prayers for everything, for preparing meals, for eating meals, for milking the cows, every little thing that went on in our lives, they would have a little prayer. That would just be a little turning towards God in the midst. Anything else? Anything else? William? When you're in trouble, which in your case is quite often. Yeah? Okay, yeah. At your mealtime, when you think here, and when you relaxed, because then you're not busy. Yes, thank you. Um, the group at the talk table were kind of picking up on that a wee bit too and saying the question in a way uh, is more difficult because maybe, maybe we do have some time in our day when we consciously remember God in a devotional time, maybe in the morning, but that's one part of the day. The question is really asking how do we keep that up during the day? And that is, that's a lot harder. That's a lot harder than remembering. Okay, thank you. Any, anyone else want to chip in? Andy, did you do something? Yeah, so being kind. Yeah, so when you're kind, that's part of your way of sort of remembering God in your day. Thank you for that. Anything else? Okay, okay. Um, a few wee, a few wee things I remembered as I was preparing for today. Um, I remembered one of my parishioners, who's one of the many on Warfarin, and he felt, he always took his warfarin at 6 o'clock, he'd been told to take it at 6 o'clock in the evening. And he felt he was almost part of the warfarin community. As he, he imagined people all throughout Aberdeen and Scotland taking the warfarin at that particular time of day. There's, there's something about times, and there's something about places. You might remember Valerie, who was a student here, uh, talking about her Orkney chair. And when she was in that chair, that was her way of feeling close to God, uh, and she would do that sometimes, uh, several times through the day. Um, and I have, I have two chairs in my office, one's a work chair, one's a prayer chair. So space can actually be quite an important thing, going to a space, having a time. Um, I remember Julie Canlis, who's uh, our friend Matt's wife, Julie, and she was a very spiritual young woman, and then she had children, and suddenly she had no time. For the hours of devotions that she would be doing prior to having children. And her mentor said to her, Julie, what you need to do is when you're sitting down with your baby to feed your baby, make that your prayer time. Use that as your prayer time to remember that this bond that you're feeling is reflective of the bond that God feels for you as his child. So place, space, time, little turnings can help to keep us close to God in our day. Let's pray together and then we'll have our tea. Let's pray. Lord, we're busy, we're distracted, we're forgetful. If we're honest, we're often negligent too. Please forgive us. Help us within the rhythms and the realities of our lives, the stuff that we have to deal with, to find ways to remember you in our days, to practice the little liftings of the soul that centre us and help to keep us on track so that we're seeing the world through your eyes, speaking from your heart, serving with your strength and remembering to love others even as we ourselves have been loved. So hear our prayers because we ask them all in Christ's name. Amen.
you might think you're off the hook, but you're not quite off the hook yet, because there's one more question I want you to think about over break. Oh, have I not put it up right? Okay, more. Yes, that's it. When people speak about you, what's one word that you would really like them to use about you? Um, what? So, I'm not asking you to imagine that you're Deed, but when, when, you, when you are Deed, what's one word that you would like people to say? About you. How would you like to be remembered, in other words? And what I want you to do, there's little post should be little post-it notes on your table. I would like you to write your one word, and it is one word, on your post-it note, and then I'd like you to post it on the door to the store there, where there already is a little pink post-it note uh, up there. So, write your one word, and during the break, stick it up on the door for me, please. Thank you. And enjoy your tea. Just before we start the second part of our service, I would like to make one further announcement, and that is, hey, believe it or not, it was Paul's birthday yesterday. And uh, I suppose the best, it takes a lot for me to say this, the best birthday gift he could possibly have had was Liverpool's victory. <laughs> so let's all sing happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
So, yeah, part of what we have to do today, unfortunately, is to farewell um, Ian Elizabeth and Paula, who are moving to uh, Australia. We've known uh, these folk for, for many years. We've known these trips to Australia uh, to see uh, Kim and, and Peter and the kids have been a very important part of their lives. So now they've, they've got the opportunity to, to go across to Brisbane and to, to be with them. Uh, permanently, and uh, their gain is very much uh, our law schools, and we're, we're both excited for you, but sad to be losing you from our congregation. Um, I remember you very well when we were thinking of moving up to Belhelvy. Uh, this is one of my main memories, actually, going back of, of Ian and Liz and Paula, uh, because he was the chair of the nomination committee. Uh, so, in some ways, if you want someone to blame for even here, it's probably Ian. Um, and we came up to visit, and I got the, the mastermind seat in the middle of the room with the nine people around me asking me questions. I mean, my Lona and Ross and Mary, and I wasn't born then, uh, were taken away to have a nice time with, with, uh, with Liz and I think with Paula. And I just remember being in here in the hall after all of that kerfuffle. And being in here, and I think Ian tickling my two kids senseless to the point that they were just rolling around on the floor. And I remember very well thinking, well, if that's what these folk are like, then this will not be a bad place to come. And that proved to be uh, the case. So we've very warm memories of you folk going way back to the very first connections with Belhelvy. And another major memory too would be over here in the, the man's garden. Um, I didn't know what a potato drill was until uh, Ian showed me and he used some of that boundless energy uh, to help us dig potato drills and I think that year we had about 70 kilos of potatoes. We've never been as many since. So you, you worked your magic that time. But in church, folks, you've been, you've been regulars, you've been along, uh, when you've been well, you've been along every Sunday, the three of you. You've served as elders uh, very faithfully and I know that your ministry as elders has been well appreciated uh, both locally and, and out in Ellen as well. Liz, you served in the pastoral care team and you were uh, right there at the beginning of, of Coffee Haven and helping with food angels and, and different things. You're both very much uh, involved in the choir over the years and that was a really important thing for you. And more recently, the, the BBC, of course, Ian too. And Ian took a stint as a property convener and in no small, uh, to no small degree, the upgrades that have been done to the man's uh, over the years he was very much pushing for that as a support for the man's family and you've, you've, you've ended up with a superb man, a very well appointed man and that's down to Ian's hard work there too. But it's this thing over here to the right, the, the annex, um, I can't begin to tell you how much work went into that. Um, Ian with the rest of the team, um, together we raised a quarter of a million external funding not in the church in order to build the annex and the hoops that Ian had to jump through to get that money and it wasn't just it was hoops then they would start pushing the hoops and then they would set the hoops in fire and it got more and more difficult but the, the, the patience and the tenacity that Ian showed um, to get to that place was, was exemplary um, and of course house group you folks have been integral to the house group from the very beginning too. So you've, you've brought such a huge amount to our life as a congregation. And Paula, you are very good at being friendly to people. You have the biggest and the nicest smile in the Church. 
and you, I think, are probably one of our best welcomers. You are excellent at noticing people and in making conversation with them, and we're going to miss that when you go. I had uh, asked the congregation uh, for a few responses, and I'll, I'll type these up so you can you can take them away. But to summarise, Ian, people will remember you for your friendship, your sense of humour, I think they meant your awful sense of humour, <laughs> and for all your hard work on behalf of the congregation, especially with the Annex. Liz, you'll be remembered for your kindness and your caring nature, for your hospitality, and for your lovely singing voice. And Paula, you will be remembered for your lovely smile, for your enthusiasm, and for your amazing memory. This girl forgets nothing. She really doesn't. She often has to correct mum and dad when they get things wrong. So we have we have a few wee things that we would like to give you as mementos of your, your time here. So if you'd like to come out now, we'll present these to you.
but and uh, participate in what we call our church family. But obviously, we have our own family, and we feel that's that's a place we need to be. Um, but we will take away so many nice memories and uh, picture them in the future. Just a little caption, Paul, saying, "Don't be uh, sending postcards on sunshine." A daughter in Australia sent him a little snap on Instagram yesterday. And here she was on the beach, 15, 20 miles of lovely sand, sea, and, and uh, with the dogs. But unfortunately, she'd done a cagoule, and it was lashing of rain. And she said, Welcome to Sunshine Coast. <laughs> so Elizabeth, being on the ball, she immediately put back, We've changed our minds. <laughs> so, on behalf of family, thank you. Everybody, we just hope we've con contributed in some way to the development and the continuation of the church in Malawi. Okay, boys and girls, did you make your planes? Have you got your airplanes ready, right? Because this is Ian and Paula heading off on the plane to Australia. You're going to throw them into the middle of the room. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go! Oh, Marcus, come on! Right, right, very good. Excellent. Lindsay, just forget the things direct, okay? That's not going to happen. Thank you. Linda, Linda's going to lead us now in a wee prayer as we bring the service to.
And thank you for these things that you've placed in our hearts, which sum up how we want to be remembered. We pray, Father, that we might grow into these things more and more as we seek to live in step with your Spirit each day. Help us to be hopeful. Help us to be kind and caring and decent. Help us to be loving, to be soulful, to be encouraging. Help us to use our creativity to be loyal when we need to be, to be believing. Father, we commit these things to you, and we ask that you help us to grow up into you in all these ways, so that when our time comes, and before then, we might know that we have lived well and honoured you in our living, and made the world a better place in doing so. We were due to have another hymn, but I'm conscious of time, I did say we finished at 12 and we're already over. So we're going to miss this next hymn, right? And we're going to go straight to a little song that we're going to finish with. And this is a song by Fishy Music, and it's kind of a, it's a sort of a song blessing. So we're going to remain seated and we'll sing this as we close together. And it's a song about parting and yet staying together. It's called As We Go Now.
blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forevermore. Amen. Lovely to see you folks. God bless and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for coming.